Good morning, church. I want to praise God for giving me the privilege to share his word. Our sermon today is a little demanding, so I suggest we put on our thinking caps. Let me begin by saying not only is Jesus greater than the angels, not only is Jesus greater than Moses or the prophets, but today we will learn that Jesus is greater than the Levitical priesthood because Jesus is our great high priest. To better understand the role of a high priest, one has to get a good grasp of what a sacrificial system is. So may I encourage you to read Leviticus, in particular, chapters 8 to 10 and 16. No? Assignment nyo yan, ha? Believe me when I say it will serve you well, because these verses serve as our background. And the writer of Hebrews assumed yung mga listeners niya, the Israelites, knew them when he addressed matters concerning the high priest. Our series on Hebrews is truly timely because this letter was written for mature and seasoned Christians who needed encouragement and confidence in Jesus. It was written for baby Christians who were tempted to go back to some of their past ways or traditions. It was also written for those who only have a head knowledge of Jesus, but have not placed their complete trust in him. As we live in this challenging side of human history, where there are plenty of uncertainties and disasters, so many hardships, so much lost, so many unpleasant and negative things happening in and around us that it has, of course, clouded and dampened yung ating perspective in life. It's easy for us to give up, surrender na lang, raise the white flag. We're tempted to go back to the so-called gods or idols and practice our old beliefs to cover all the vases, thinking wala naman mawawala eh. But sadly, when we fall into that trap, we begin to compromise and give up on our belief system, our values, and our faith in God. We quickly forget the love, the mercy and grace that, it is, that is being offered and given to those who come to Jesus. And so this morning, as we fill our hearts, our minds, and our soul with God's word, my prayer is for you who's watching right this moment, not to lose hope, but to be encouraged, to be patient, to wait on the Lord, and to keep on persevering in hope and in obedience. Remember this, trust the perfect work of Jesus. Enter God's throne with confidence. Trust the perfect work of Jesus. Enter God's throne with confidence. Before we go any further, bow our heads and pray. Father, I pray 
that as we worship you in the study of your word, again, I ask that you open our eyes that we may see, our ears that we may hear. Please again, soften our hearts that it will be teachable and we will apply and live out the truth in your words. Do not allow anyone or anything to distract us from listening to your word. May your message this morning enlighten and inspire each and every one of us. Help us to persevere and not give up. Lord, I pray that I do not dilute the truth in your word. But help me, Father, to expose only what you want us to learn in our worship. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So why is the priesthood of Jesus Christ vital to our Christian living? Well, before I answer that question, we need to address Mona. Is Jesus qualified to be our high priest? And for us to be able to answer that, we need to know ano muna yung mga qualifications and job description of a high priest. And so what I'll do is I'll put two columns. No? One for the high priest and one if is Jesus is qualified to be our high priest. So let's begin. What are the qualifications and job description of a high priest? We see that in Hebrews chapter 5, verses 1 to 4. Let me read that. For every high priest chosen from among men is appointed to act on behalf of men in relation to God, to offer gifts and sacrifices. He can deal gently with the ignorant and wayward, wayward since he himself is beset with weakness. Because of this, he is obligated to offer sacrifices for his sins, just as he does for those of the people. And no one takes this honor for himself but only when called by God, just as Aaron was. So, ano ba yung first qualification? We see that, no? number one, chosen from among men. So, this is where you get the candidates for the high priest. They are not angels, huh? But you get them from their equals. Their same kind, no? humans. A human who will represent a man and a woman. Add to that, in the Old Testament, the priesthood is hereditary. Now, it is taken from the line of Aaron, the tribe of Levi. And so it is sometimes known as the Aaronic priesthood or Levitical priesthood. That's the first qualification. Men, human, not angels. Second qualification, they act on behalf of men in relation to God. The Latin word for priest is pontifex, and it is a compound word meaning bridge builder. And so the priest acts as a bridge builder, a mediator to intercede between men and God. And so the high priest would go into the holy of holies to make atonement for the people of Israel for all their sins once every year. It is also known as Yom Kippur. 
or the day of atonement. That's the second qualification. Every year, the high priest acts as a mediator. Third qualification, to offer gifts and sacrifices for sins. No one, no, tandaan natin ha, no one is able to meet God's standard of righteousness, whether they are the high priest or the people of God. Therefore, when they come near to God, they have to offer sacrifices, animals without defects, for the high priest who will be mediating for the people, he needs to offer a cult or a bull no, for his sin offering and for the people of Israel, a lamb for their sin offering. Note that the high priest has to offer his animal sacrifices or sin offering first before he can mediate for the sins of God's people. That's the third qualification. Offer gifts and sacrifices for the sin of the priest and sins of the people of God. Fourth qualification. To deal gently with the ignorant and wayward since he himself is beset with weakness. No? The high priest must not be indifferent or apathetic who couldn't care less about anybody's faults or weakness just like the pharisees in the parable of jesus no sabi niya when he was praying to himself saying god i thank you no that i am not like itong mga taong ito swindlers unjust unjust adulterers tax collectors the word deal gently gives the idea of being able to sympathize no? because the high priest feels it just as the people feels it. Nakaka-relate siya sa mga tao. Why? Because the, the reason why the high priest is able to sympathize with the people is because they both have the same problem. They both have the same weakness. And that weaknesses that I'm pertaining to is due to sin. That's the fourth qualification. Deal gently due to their weakness. Fifth qualification. No one takes this honor for himself, but only when God, when called by God. Aaron, he did not volunteer himself to be the high priest. He was called by God. In Numbers chapter 17, verse 5, it will come about when the rod from the man whom I chose will sprout. The Lord called Aaron. God chose Aaron by making his rod sprout. God himself called him. We see that in Exodus 28 verse 1 as well. Then bring near to you Aaron, your brother, and his sons with him from among your people of Israel to serve me as priests. Fifth qualification, called by God. So, that's the qualification and job description of a high priest. And so now we move to the next column and check. Si Jesus ba qualified to be our high priest? So, 
Let us read Hebrews chapter 5, verse 5 to 10. So also Christ did not exalt himself to be made a high priest, but was appointed by him who said to him, You are my son. Today I have begotten you. As he says also in another place, you are a priest forever in the after the order of Melchizedek. In the days of his flesh, Jesus offered up prayers and supplication with loud cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverence. Although he was a son, he learned obedience through what he suffered. And being made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation to all who obey him. Being designated by God a high priest after the order of Melchizedek. So, isahin natin, verse 5. Also, Christ did not exalt himself to be made a high priest, but was appointed by the Father, who, was, who said, You are my son. Today, I have begotten you. So, Jesus did not presume himself to be the high priest. In fact, the writer of Hebrews says he was appointed by the Father. In John chapter 8, verse 54, Jesus said, If I glorify myself, my glory is nothing. It is my Father who glorifies me, of whom you say he is our God. The writer of Hebrews also quoted Psalm chapter 2, verse 7. <coughs> Excuse me. You are my son. Today, I have begotten you. First of all, don't get the wrong idea that Jesus was not here yesterday and was created today. Because we know that in John chapter 1, verse 1 to 2, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. And so when God the Father says, You are my son, Today, I have begotten you. Anong ibig sabihin nun? Well, it was a declaration. An announcement made by God the Father. Much like when Jesus was baptized at Galilee. God the Father announced what? You are my son. My beloved son, in you I am well pleased. And during the transfiguration, when God the Father announces to Jesus' disciples, this is my son. Listen to him. So on the qualification of being appointed by God, check, pasado. Next, verse 7. In the days of his flesh. Flesh. Flesh denotes what? Human nature. Yet to some other faiths, this is a great obstacle. Because how can a human become God or God become human? But we are dealing with God's economy no? or God's house rule. Remember what I said earlier? Dapat ano, a human representing human. And so unless Jesus feels what we feel, Unless Jesus experiences what we experience, 
Jesus cannot represent us. He has no business being our high priest. But Jesus, he did not keep himself sa sidelines. Hindi siya sa tabi lang. He entered into the world and he felt everything. He wept when Lazarus died. He slept when uh, there was a storm in the boat. He was hungry on his way to Bethany. He was thirsty when he met the Samaritan woman. Actually, he felt more than we will ever feel. So Jesus becoming both fully man and fully God was not an option, but a necessity. And so on the qualification of men, Jesus was fully man and he was fully God. So check, pasado. Continuing on verse 7, Jesus offered up prayers and supplication with loud cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death. Saan kaya nangyari ito? Well, I believe this event took place in the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus was agonizing and said, Father, please remove this cup of wrath and suffering. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. And then Luke wrote what? The sweat of Jesus were like great drops of blood falling to the ground. This means that Jesus not only knew, no, hindi lang niya alam sa utak what anguish is, but Jesus experienced what is what, what it was like to be in anguish. He was on his knees praying and begging, and we should take comfort because we now know that Jesus can sympathize with us. When we are in pain, when we are afraid, when we are anxious, when we are worried, when we are struggling, when we are tempted, we can turn to him knowing that he is able to deal gently with us. And so on the qualification of being able to deal gently by Jesus' first-hand experience of pain and suffering, and yet he did not sin, check over pangae. Next, verses 8 to 9. Although he was a son, he learned obedience. And through what he suffered, uh, let me repeat that. Although he was a son, he learned obedience through what he suffered. And being made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation to all who obey him. As a parent, I don't think any of us would teach our children to be obedient by making them suffer. No, we would rather say, don't do this. No, don't drink that. Or wag mong kainin yan. Because if you do, no, you might get hurt or it will harm you. But the truth is, our children never learn until they experience it. Ibig sabihin, they learn from their disobedience. Now, even if Jesus is the Son of God, he was not exempted. Even though he knows obedience, 
he had to learn obedience, not by being disobedient, but by learning to suffer. And from his suffering, he learned the full meaning of obedience. Did you know that for all of us, we will never learn the full meaning of what obedience is? Because at some point, no, at some point, we will fail. At some point, we will disobey. At some point, we will sin. But Jesus learned obedience no, by completely and totally submitting himself to the will of the Father. The phrase being made perfect does not mean that Jesus was imperfect, huh? It only means Jesus was complete, qualified. And in other words, Jesus did not bring any unblemished animal as a sin offering because he himself is qualified to be the perfect and complete sacrifice, the one who can take away the sins of the word. And through his one time, big time personal sacrifice, Jesus became the source of our eternal salvation. He did that by fulfilling the law and commandments. He said that, no, I came not to abolish the law, but to fulfill them. And so he is the source of eternal salvation to all. But does all mean every single person in the whole world? may quantify or do only those who obey him and what is to obey well in john chapter 3 verse 36 it says to obey is to believe whoever believes in the son has eternal life whoever does not obey the son shall not see life but the wrath of god abides in him and so to obey means by faith we need to believe that Jesus is our Savior and Lord. Siya yung ating great high priests. And so the qualification of offering gifts and sacrifices, pasado and lagpas pa. Kasi Jesus is the perfect sacrifice. Last one. Verse 6 and verse 10. Verse 6. You are a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Verse 10, being designated by God the Father, a high priest after the order of Melchizedek. Not just once, but twice in Olit ng writer. No? After the order of Melchizedek. As if he wants to emphasize something to the Jews who were listening. Kasi they know the line of Jesus. No, Jesus was from the line of David, the tribe of Judah. No? And earlier, you also heard me said that dapat yung mga line of priests should be coming from the line of Aaron, the tribe of Levi. And so, sa isip-isip nila, how can Jesus be our high priest if he is not from the line of Levi? And that's going to be problematic. But, as we closely examine the scripture, the line of Aaron, the tribe of Levi, does not, does not have a monopoly 
on priesthood. They are not the only line of high priests. And the writer presented the priesthood of Jesus coming from another line, no? which is the line of Melchizedek. Now, sino ba si Melchizedek? Well, he is only presented in three books of the Bible. Genesis chapter 14, Psalm chapter 110, no? Hebrews chapter 5, 6, and 7. Melchizedek, his name means king of righteousness. He was a king and he ruled a place called Salem, which means peace. And later in history, the place is to be called Jerusalem. Melchizedek was not only a king, but he was also a priest. He was a priest of the most high God. When they use the term most high God, ginagamit niya ng isang tao if he wants to tell someone that this is the one true God. Yan din yung sinabi ni Nebuchadnezzar. So a quick summary of Genesis 14 goes like this. No? After Abraham defeated the four kings, Melchizedek met Abraham. No? Nakita silang dalawa. And then what happened? Well, Melchizedek blessed Abraham. And then Abraham gave a tent of everything dun sa battle. A tithe to Melchizedek. So let me tell you the significance of what just happened. In Jewish categories of greatness and superiority, the lesser give tithes to the greater. And we notice that, sino? It was Abraham who gave his tithes to Melchizedek. Also, the stronger bless the weaker. And what do we observe? Melchizedek blessing Abraham. Nagets nyo ba? So, by their interaction, what do we see? Well, we see that Melchizedek is greater and superior than Abraham. And so, ano ngayon? Well, if Melchizedek is greater than Abraham, whom the Jews revered and called Father Abraham, how much more greater and superior will Melchizedek be with the great-grandson of Abraham na si Levi? Or how much more greater and superior will Melchizedek be with the great-great-great-great-grandson of Abraham na si Aaron? Therefore, the priesthood that Jesus belongs to, which is the line of Melchizedek, is greater and superior than that of Levi and Aaron. And so even if Jesus does not belong to the tribe of Levi, it does not disqualify him from being our great high priests. But rather, the line that Jesus belongs to, which is the order of Melchizedek, is better, stronger, and perfect 
and the line of Aaron or Levi. And so the requirement of being mediator, check, lagpas pa. Kasi superior na lineage niya and isang beses lang. So I believe we have built an airtight case as to the qualification of Jesus being our great high priest and his priesthood being more superior than the Aaronic or Levitical priesthood. And so now we come to the most important question. Ano, bakit pala? Why is the priesthood of Jesus Christ vital to our Christian living? Okay. Why is the priesthood of Jesus Christ vital to our Christian living? Let's go back to Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14 to 16. It's vital to our Christian living because the priesthood of Jesus Christ tells us that Jesus sympathizes. It is vital to our Christian living because the priesthood of Jesus Christ tells us that Jesus sympathizes. So let me read verses 14 to 15. Let us hold fast to our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who is able, who is in every respect, has been tempted as we are yet without sin. Question. Would you like someone to help you but doesn't understand what you're going through? Someone who doesn't know how you feel or ano yung feelings mo. But they would just do their best. No? Sabi niya, gawin ko yung pinaka-best ko lang. Ha? And uh, I'll just uh, probably put myself in your situation. Would you like that? Or would you want the help of someone who has experienced your trials, your temptation, your testings? You know, my wife says, before it was difficult for her to pray for those who had who got coronavirus because there are instances when she didn't know how to pray for them. But after both of us got infected last March, she has a better grasp of the stress, the worries, the hardship, even the costs. And she not only, no, ngayon hindi lang siya nakaka-empathize, but she can sympathize with them. Jesus not only empathized, but he em, but Jesus not only empathized, but he sympathized with us. He is not a stranger to what we are going through. No. He was Jesus was tried, tested, and severely tempted. Jesus' experiences was totally harder than ours. Mas mahirap pa talaga. Bakit? Remember, huh? Jesus was 100% human, no? fully human. And so in relation to the trials and temptations, he experienced the full measure of what it is to be tried and tempted. And yet, he did not sin. At any moment, time out, I give up. Because that would disqualify him from becoming our great high priest. Remember also what I said earlier, 
yung sweat ni Jesus were like drops of blood. Jesus experienced them all the way. Jesus was in agony, but he endured. Put that in your head. That we do not have an indifferent and apathetic high priest. Naintindihan niya tayo. He understands all our weaknesses. He knows what we are going through. Jesus sympathizes. Jesus sympathizes. Another reason why the priesthood of Jesus Christ is vital to our Christian living, Jesus saves. In verse 16 not of chapter 4, let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. You know, what the Levitical priesthood could do could do best was to atone for, the, for his sins and for the sins of the people. Pero yung validity niya, isang taon lang. And so every year, another day of atonement, another day of Yom Kippur, another sacrifice. And these sacrifices continued for hundreds, thousand years. Take note, huh? before the high priest can atone for the sins of the people, he has to atone for his sins or else, no? When he approached the throne of God, Pataisha, he would die. It was temporal. It was repetitive. It was imperfect. But when Jesus Christ atoned for our, from, for our sins, when he shed his blood for sinners, two things happen. First, the anger of God was a peace. So what used to be a judgment seat, ngayon mercy seat na. What used to be a judgment throne, now becomes a throne of grace. We receive not the wrath of God, but we receive God's agape love. Because there was complete forgiveness. Second, the relationship is now restored. Jesus also mediated on the strange relationship. The strange relationship natin. And now it was restored between us and the Father. In Romans chapter 9, verse 25, it says, Those who are not my people, I will call, I will now call my people, and I will love those whom I did not love before. And so now, when we draw near to God, the attitude that we bring is not one of arrogance, demanding forgiveness, as if kalamo entitled tayo. It is also not one of fear, no? that we are afraid to come before God. But we must be confident. Not because of who we are, but because of who our great high priest is. Because we believe Jesus Christ, our great high priest, finished his work. And he completely 
and perfectly reconciled us with God the Father. Jesus said in John chapter 17, verse 4, I brought glory to the Father by finishing the work he gave me to do. And that is why when Jesus went to God's throne, God the Father exalted Jesus and made his name greater than every other name so that every knee will bow to the name of Jesus. And so let me repeat that and listen to this. Jesus perfectly and completely finished the work of a great high priest. And that is why we can come with confidence to God. And we are able, no? and we are, we are in our time of need. No? We can extend our hands and we can receive God's grace and God's mercy. And that is why the priesthood of Jesus Christ is vital to our Christian living. Because Jesus sympathizes and Jesus saves. Remember, trust the perfect work of Jesus. Enter God's throne with confidence. Trust the perfect work of Jesus and enter God's throne with confidence. Let me end with an exhortation and invitation. Before I close us in prayer, let me call no, on, many, on many of our brothers and sisters who are experiencing tremendous trials and difficulties. Mga kapatid, hold on. Persevere. Wait on the Lord because He sympathizes with us. To those who are contemplating of returning back to their old religious traditions and practices, Stop. Tigil na natin. Stop it. Stop entertaining those thoughts in your head. Because Jesus finished his work and he is the only perfect mediator between us and God. And last, to those who have a head knowledge of Jesus but have not come all the way in terms of committing their lives to Jesus, now, today is the day to do the greatest thing that you can ever do with your whole life. To make the decision to commit your life to Jesus and believe in your heart that he is Lord, that God raised him from the dead, and that he is the Savior of sinners. And just because you are tuned in right now doesn't mean your attendance here is just by chance. You are here by divine appointment. The goodness of God brought you here to hear this message. And in the quietness of your heart, in the humility of your spirit, would you follow me and say this? Lord, save me. I commit my life to you. I turn away from my sin. And I turn to you completely. Save me, Lord. If you made that decision to commit your life to Jesus, would you please no, let us know by informing us through our FB page, no, UEC Philippines, 
so that the church can help you nurture your relationship with Jesus. For the rest of us, let us again bow our heads for our closing prayer. Our loving and merciful Father, thank you for providing Jesus Christ to be our great high priest who is ready to strengthen us, to comfort us, to heal us, and to restore us. He is ready not only to dry the tears of any weeping Peters out there who may have denied Jesus, but he is also ready and willing to forgive them. Thank you, Jesus, for helping us to be content in the midst of our many needs and problems, because in you, we can do all things in Christ who strengthen us. I pray to those who are afraid to come all the way. Jesus, remind them that your grace is sufficient. Let them know that you will never leave nor abandon them. May we find true rest in you because Jesus, our great high priest, has finished his work and we can enter your throne with confidence. And in Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen.